0: Coming up on podcast 1638, the EU bans, combustion from 2035, a landmark day in how we'll move around in the future. Stick around, I'll tell you more. Also on the show today, JLR and uh, Jaguar Land Rover and Tesla getting together an actual real recall for Tesla that can't be done over the air, and Volkswagen upgrading one of their factories for more electric vehicles. Stick around, those stories and more coming up. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's EV News Daily at the weekend, Saturday, 29th of October. Today, my name is Martin Lee, and I've been through every EV story, so you don't have to. Well, this month, the podcast is sponsored by the new app, and Charge, And you can take part in challenges and get rewarded for telling them the state, the condition of charging stations. Now, they have got their first challenges with Ionity this month. So answer quick questions about the charge location you're at and earn rewards and when you get enough you can exchange that for things like five pound vouchers at amazon or even five pounds of real octopus electric universe charging now any challenge you do at ionity stations even if the station's working perfectly looks nice take a little picky update the information and you can do that on the AnCharge app right now now this is a huge landmark day in the history of well how we move around in the future and what we leave behind for future generations. The European Commission say they welcome the agreement reached late last night by the European Parliament and the European Council, ensuring that any car or van which wishes to be registered to legally drive on the roads from the 1st of January 2025 cannot emit Any emissions. The new CO2 standards require the average emissions of new cars to come down by 55% by 2030 and vans by 50% by 2030. Some really big waypoints on the way to get there. I think now that this is happening, we won't need to worry about those waypoints. I think people will see the direction of travel and just get an electric car. Now, what they haven't done here is they haven't said, you will buy an electric car. They've said to the car makers, you make zero emission vehicles. How you do that, the technology you use, that's up to you. Now, we know that's going to be electric, but they haven't said you've got to make electric cars. They've said you've got to make zero emissions Cars. The executive VP of the European Green Deal, Franz Timmerman, said, and I quote, The agreement sends a signal to the industry and consumers. We're embracing the shift to zero emission mobility. European car makers are proving they are ready to step up to the plate with increasing uh, affordable electric cars. The speed at which this change has happened is remarkable, end quote. Well, today's agreement requires formal adoption by the Parliament and the Council. That really is just rubber stamping. And achieving these emissions reductions over the next decade will be crucial to Europe becoming the world's first climate neut- neutral continent by 2050. Uh, the tools, the legislative tools, if you like, are set to deliver on the targets agreed for a green future. Now, remember that you know 11:59 on the last day of 2034. You can still get and register a petrol or diesel car, and that might have a 20-year lifespan. So people will freak out. People who are you know, ideological about these things and, and, and just want to drive combustion stuff are going to freak out. No one's taken their cars away from them. You can buy that car in 2034, drive it for 20 years. Do you know what? Pass its serviceable life. And, and I imagine there still will be weekend projects, things that we have in the garage, things that are heritage or historical, which will be exempted. In fact, there are exemptions for small car makers. I'll get onto that in a moment. But the three institutions the executive arm, the parliament arm, and the member states themselves agreeing that deal uh, late, late on Thursday uh, that requires zero emissions. And what's really interesting is that 55% reduction by 2030 as well. Now, the UK have gone 2030 for zero emissions, so we're five years ahead of the rest. And like I've said many times, once I think you give industry a direction of travel and let them get on with it, that's all they need. So... But the, like, the bottom line counts. Car companies just want to know where to invest. And some of them will wriggle, and some of them won't like it. And we know the ones that don't want to go electric, and that's fine. But for the ones that want to move forward, they just want to know the direction of travel, and they'll put that investment there. Some of them don't you know, don't really mind. They're just like, just tell us, just tell us the rules, and we'll play by them. Particularly the ones that haven't played by the rules in the past. As the world's biggest trading block. That's what the EU is, effectively. Um, It it now has an impact on the rest of the world. It will impact on the US. It will impact on China. It will impact on all of Asia. And cars and vans are responsible for 16% of greenhouse gas emissions here in Europe. And this makes a massive change. Now, the Washington Post pointed out that many climate change campaigners who hope other governments will follow the EU's footsteps now have welcomed the news. Experts worried that the measures, whilst a step forward, are too slow. Manufacturers that produce fleets of less than 10,000 cars a year exempted. Lamborghini will be exempted, for instance. Ferrari will get a bit more time. Uh, the European Automobile Manufacturers Association. Um, they welcomed the news cautiously. Uh, that's because... The president of the group is also BMW's chief exec, Oliver Zipser. And he, in the past, has been cautious at welcoming these things. And we can see that from BMW's um, strategy. Uh, He pretty much fell in line, though, and said that even though it was far-reaching, that the EU car makers would be able to do it. They'll step up to the mark, but they want more help in uh, getting renewable energy on the grid and for charging infrastructure. Oh, and access to raw materials. So, well, look, that one, that last one's on you, my friend. You want you, you run a car company, so you want access to raw materials. You could have been doing that for the past ten years. In fact, I mean, somewhere in BMW they were. Um, that one's on you. You sort that one out. Charging infrastructure, well, Tesla sorted their own network out. There's nothing stopping any other car maker doing that, by the way. And, uh, and, and renewable energy, well, that is that is the job of governments, and that is the job of ensuring that we do that properly. Now, let's move on. Jaguar Land Rover they remain in the Tesla deal in the EU. The way that works is there are CO2 emissions rules, and under the EU rules, car firms have to achieve a tough average emissions of the fleet of cars they sell. Now, obviously, Jaguar Land Rover sell big, polluting off-roaders and SUVs and things. So they got together with Honda and Tesla, because Tesla only sells zero-emission vehicles. And much easier to give Tesla a chunk of change than give the European Commission an even bigger chunk of change in terms of CO2 fines, which are really heavy now. They're something like uh, €95 per vehicle per gram per kilometer over the limit or something. It it is inexpensive uh, to fail these tests, but you can go and get in bed with Tesla who have uh, a bit like the the credits in the u.s system uh, and they would charge less and it makes them some money and, and and jaguar land rover it's not a get out of jail free card it'll cost them money but it means that they uh, they haven't got to worry about making as many evs uh, so soon um, but what about a recall for tesla i mentioned yeah now i think that this is a really interesting thing because elon musk over the years has said they shouldn't be called recalls if you're doing a software update find it hard to disagree with that by the way but still th- the point of a recall and i i, I look I see both sides. The point of a recall is it gets documented by the safety regulators of a certain country so that if you own a car and you're not a, you know, not a fanatic, you're not on Tesla Twitter all the time, that there is a central place where you could reference and go, are there any recalls on my car? Like, is it, And that would say, you need to update the software. of people will. But it's about process, right? So I do agree that it should be a proper recall when there's a safety issue, even if it's a software update. This one's not, though. So if you have a Tesla between 2017 through 2022, it's a Model 3, by the way. uh, There's an issue with the seat buckle. You don't want to hear that. That is not a problem that you want to hear. Uh, It potentially... Presents in 24,000 vehicles. And it's actually a physical recall. So look, if you're a Tesla owner, look out for that. So they say that right now, there is no immediate action required. Uh, but bring your Model 3 in and it will be sorted. Tesla next in the news, not starting German production of the batteries. Another report which seems to corroborate something which I initially didn't believe when they said these initial reports. And they often come out often with a single source or whatever, to say that Tesla's not going to do its battery. I was like, I I didn't believe it. The building is up. They've physically built the, the space to do it, and the machinery was arriving. Now, another report by Car and Bike, looking at German business daily Handelsblatt. Yesterday, on Friday reported that there'll be nothing in Berlin battery-wise until 2024, citing experts, two of which work at the company. According to the German report, problems have been discovered with an important production process. Currently, battery research at the Berlin factory only looks into electrodes, while the equipment for the production, things like winding, assembling and formatting the cells, are being moved out of Germany and moved over to Austin. It will eventually generate 50 gigawatt hours of battery cells, but not for a while. So maybe that, that story could well be true then. And I I, I did doubt it, uh, but more and more sources seem to be coming forward to uh, to confirm that. That's a real shame, by the way. They've got to do what they've got to do, I guess, but that's a real shame. Right, coming up soon, Volkswagen investing in another factory to make more EVs and Audi, increasing the e-tron GT production. We'll find out why. Stick around. Now, let's talk about President Joe Biden. He has been going for a drive with Jay Leno. Jay Leno has a series, um, the season finale of his TV show, Jay Leno's Garage. And uh, the president got behind the wheel of his 1967 Corvette Stingray at a Secret Service training facility. And uh, there is a shot, uh, if if you zoom in on the speedo, doing 190 kilometers an hour the dude can drive. And um, he also drove an electrified 1978 Ford F100. And he used the opportunity whilst driving around, you know, they had the GoPros in the, uh, you know, uh, on the windscreen, typical kind of YouTuber style. And uh, Biden was talking to Jay Leno about the Inflation Reduction Act and how the infrastructure bill providing $7.5 billion to put out that half a million EV chargers across the states and how it's kind of one of, the, I think, one of the landmark pieces of uh, of legislation that I, I get the feeling he will be, he, that he wants to be judged on, his legacy, uh, when he leaves the job. And so that is uh, it's about a two-minute preview video that you can go watch. I'll pop a link in the show notes if you'd like to. Volkswagen investing 763 million US dollars to modernize their Mexican Puebla plant to make electric vehicles from 2024. The investment is the equivalent of building a whole new plant. It modernizes the paint shop with a technology that they will use for the first time in the world anywhere in the uh, development of stampings as well in their Mexico plant. Samsung have achieved record high profits in the third quarter of this year, and they Credit it to EV batteries. Samsung SDI, which is their battery arm, uh, reported earnings and record high operating profit. And so the demand for its EV batteries is soaring. Uh, their Gen 5 batteries improved their profitability and bottom line, they say, the energy storage systems that they sell in Europe. Also doing well, Samsung say they expect their business to improve further into the last quarter of the year. Audi will wind down production of the A8, that's a combustion car, in Germany and increase production of the all-electric e-tron GT. Uh, the plant manager says they'll do that by shifting personnel to electric vehicle production. And according to a local German publication, employees affected uh, will be deployed to manufacture electric cars. With the ramp up of the eTron GT, they say they have enough work for all of the employees. Uh, the distribution of models and individual plants, the Volkswagen Group normally they have a thing called the Planning Round in November. And just this year, Planning Round 71 has been moved back to the very beginning of next year. Of course, there has been some uh, uh, trouble at the top, you would say, of that company. So I'm sure they're getting their ducks in a row. Right, final story. And Mango Power, Mango Power is unveiling its home and portable battery systems. Uh, there's a portable battery system that's a 3.5 kilowatt hour system that can be used to meet both home backup needs and portable Solutions. Uh, The the system can also be expanded to 14 kilowatt hours. That keeps your house on all day, doesn't it? Uh, You can have standalone or expanded units, and they can be interconnected up to 28 kilowatt hours. It will provide a 3 kilowatt peak output which is pretty useful. That's, you know, it's boiling a kettle, isn't it, for a cuppa? And supports 240-volt output uh, with plug sockets on, with USBs on, that kind of thing. Uh, It's got CATL's LFP batteries inside, and the latest product announcement follows the launch of their M-Series. That's the home storage, uh, the 18-kilowatt PV system, the 20-kilowatt-hour battery for daily use in your home and providing full-house power backup, which I must admit, that's the one thing my Solar Edge battery hasn't got. And they're just starting to talk about if we have a really cold winter. And by the way, today, I've had a T-shirt on. Last night, I moved the cars around in the driveway because I knew my wife wanted to do a long journey today. Um, So I moved the cars around to get the MG on charge. And I was doing that maybe half 11, quarter to 12 last night. And I realized as I was doing it, I was in a T-shirt. And I'm like, this is, it wasn't even a bit nippy in the air. It was hot. Uh, Today, the car said 20. It's almost fireworks night. It's almost Guy Fawkes night on the 5th of November. And the car said 20 degrees outside. Something is very, very wrong with our climate. Like, this should be, you know, gloves and bobble hat weather. This should be getting ready for fireworks night, bonfire night. You should be absolutely freezing but it's crazy, crazy, crazy weather. Still mowing the lawn. What's going on? And if we do get a really cold winter, which I, I can't see it coming, but you would hope that the climate corrects itself in some way. Uh, they're talking about some possible days when there'll be power limiting here in the UK because of the gas and energy crisis that we're having. And that's the only downside to my battery, is it's really good. It sits on the DC side. I love it. It's very, very efficient. Um, but it's not a hybrid system. And... And, you know, the AC car charger can't see it. That's a downside. Uh, but also, the, I think Solar Edge have it in the US. I'm, not, I'm sure that Solar Edge have it in the US. They don't have it in the European market yet. And I would love them to introduce it. Uh, because if they did, I would snap it up. And that is some kind of. Uh, house power backup in the event of power failure. Clearly, you have to do the right thing by the grid and not start sending energy back up the cables in the event of somebody working on it at the end of the street. So it is; it has to be done right, but that is the only downside to my solar edge battery, which otherwise I rate pretty highly. It's a bit buggy at times. I've sent a few tickets in, and they fixed them very quickly. Um, my current problem is, is it reads 100% all the time. So the last couple of days, I've been looking at the app, and it's been saying, "Oh, your battery's at 100 percent." And I'm like, "It's three o'clock in the afternoon, my friend. It is not full. It's a rainy day. Um, so I will need to put a ticket in for that." So uh, you know, it's not without fault. Um, I've never owned a Tesla Powerwall, so I can't comment on that. Uh, but the Solar Edge one, I mean, it's it's good, um, and it you know we've got a Solar Edge solar system, a PV system. We've got the Solar Edge inverter already, so it made sense to tack that on i wasn't going to start buying a new inverter for a thousand pounds and stuff so um it made sense and it is good i like the app and it is it's useful but yeah it doesn't keep your house on in the event of a power cut we don't get power cuts i just don't want to be without power in the winter because then the gas boiler can't ignite and the pump won't work and I want to keep the house warm. You know, if we all sit in one room around a candle, that's fine. But I want to keep the house warm. So uh, I will wait and see. Now, down here at the bottom of the garden in the podcast studio, I do have an off-grid, very small. It's half a kilowatt hour. Um, I've got a, a hybrid inverter. I've got just two panels on the roof of the studio. Uh, and and it, it means that this uh, and it is off-grid. So we do run this podcast on clean, green power, all the time and uh, so that we could all come down here and sit in my little studio the, it's a shed really at the bottom of the garden because i've got air conditioning I've got a heat pump air conditioner down here uh, which keeps me wonderfully toasty warm in the winter i would highly recommend a heat pump air conditioner it's not just for keeping cool uh, which it does very well uh, but it, it's fantastic in the winter Um, and so we could always do that I guess anyway that's your podcast for today question of the week taking a break for a while but it will return thanks to our premium partners of the podcast Phil Roberts of Electric Future Brad Crosby Porsche of the village in Cincinnati Audi they're in Cincinnati East and Volvo cars they're also in Cincinnati East national car charging on the US mainland and Aloha charge in Hawaii Derek Riley who runs the EV Review Island YouTube channel Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK Octopus Electric Universe, Global Public Charging made simple, with one app and one map, and MilbrookCottages.co.uk. Five-star luxury cottages in Devon. Have a good and see tomorrow, and remember there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.